This is Colorful Commentary. Hello, beautiful people. Today, I'm going to give you some coronavirus updates, talk about the president's actions, and an update on the Breonna Taylor case. Okay, so let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your girl, Cece. You know, I love to sing when I'm happy and I'm so happy to be here with you right now. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's just, ah, it's a privilege to um, to have your time and your attention and hopefully to educate you or inform you and be a jumping off point so that you can dive right nose deep into this political abyss. Although it doesn't have to be a political abyss if you know how to navigate it, which is what I'm here for. So what I want to start out with is coronavirus. I have not actually talked too much about the coronavirus on my podcast. In the beginning around March when it started to become like a realization, it just felt so depressing and so down and I was trying to to mentally navigate it myself that I wasn't quite in a position to relay that information. Not that it's gotten any better, but I think it's become our norm to an extent, which is uh, a bit disturbing, but you know, I, I truly do believe that we're going to settle that we're going to get a new normal that with all the racial justice going on this being a, an election year so on and so forth that we really have a chance to take this country into a better place than it was before and to make this new normal a more equitable place for everybody not just if you're middle class which is dwindling every day or if you're one percent of the nation or if your skin color happens to lack you know a good amount of melanin so all those things i do think the coronavirus provides as a reset for us uh we just have to take that political power and use it because it's there and so much of that is voting in november vote 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 you're going to hear that a lot from me over the next four months so just be prepared but back to the coronavirus as far as just the stats of the day we are now up to 3.53 million cases in the united states we have added 65,370 cases in the last 24 hours. We are, God bless their souls, we are up to 138,000 deaths. We lost 1,413 Americans in the last 24 hours. So people that were alive a few days ago are, are no longer alive due to the coronavirus and its effects. And the mishandling uh, by our government and by other governments worldwide. It's really just quite despicable and frustrating that we're in this position. I thought March, that would be the worst. And you know, the worst was behind us and it was gonna be easy, but I certainly didn't think we'd be getting worse as the time goes on. I mean, we didn't even take the time to flatten the curve. So now it's just going out of control. This is not a second wave. This is just a, a tsunami uh, expansion of the first one. If you look at the chart, I mean, it's insane how our numbers never went down. They just plateaued and now are spiking. So if Check out your state. Uh, every state has a COVID-19 dashboard. I would love to recommend you to the CDC website, but apparently the Trump administration has ordered that all the COVID data go 
through them and not the CDC website. So as of now, I don't think you can get the COVID-19 national data on the CDC website. A lot of the data and numbers I'm reading you comes from uh, hospitals like Johns Hopkins or the University of Washington, their metrics um, that they do nationally. So our government has failed on that, (laughs) that end as well, just data recovery. Anyways, I really wanted to talk real quick about the effects of coronavirus on the body because a lot of the people getting sick now are younger or my age and, you know, just not 60s or so because the elderly know they need to stay in. But people who are younger have been, oh, protect grandma and grandpa. You'll be fine. You may get it, but at least you can get it and get over with it. Get over with it, which I think was a thought that some people had. I, look, I don't want to have it ever. In the name of Jesus, I will not. And I pray that you are covered as well. Um, but that was the thought process of some people like, well, it's not going to hurt me. So as long as I stay away from old people in my life, I'm good. And now a lot of the ICU beds are being filled up with people that are younger and younger. The death rate is a little slower um, in those groups, but it is rising. And so I just want to stress that the virus can damage your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, your heart, your brain, your nervous system, your skin, and your gastrointestinal tract. That's pretty much your whole daggone body. So this is not a game to be played with. Even if you don't die from it, a lot of people are going to have lifelong health issues that they have to deal with. And let me tell you, uh, as someone who deals with chronic pain and chronic illness, uh, when people, you know, survive car accidents or, um, I don't know, other freak incidents or whatever, you know, people focus on that they're alive, which as we all should, uh, praise the Lord for, but a lot of those people deal with chronic pain for the rest of their life. And so with coronavirus, I don't think we can make it a black and white thing of, did you live from it or did you die? Uh, which thank God that you live because so many people have not, but it's also a thing of, if you catch the virus, you may never be the same. Your body may not may not ever function to its full capacity. And let me tell you, as someone who's experienced that, um, it's, you will mourn for that, um, for your former self until you do uh, learn to accept and embrace this new normal. But I don't wish that on anybody that doesn't have to experience it. So please, please, please stay safe. People have reported having higher heart rate. They wake up in the middle of the night, like people who just had mild symptoms who are like 30 years old they're waking up in the middle of the night and their heart rate their heart is just racing they're beating and people who've gone into the ICU but have survived their energy is down they their breath they can't fully catch their breath it feels like they're always just exhausted and out of it so this does have real life impacts beyond like I said life or death And uh, Dr. Akriti Gupta from Columbia University, he said that physicians need to think of COVID-19 as a multi-system disease, not just as a respiratory disease. And so I encourage you to do the same. That's why mask, 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 mask. And please do not, colorful community, be caught out eating in a restaurant. It is so unnecessary. Get your to-go order, okay? Order and take out contact list delivery. Do what you gotta do. But do not be up in no restaurant. I mean, if your server has a mask and a face shield on, uh... I don't think you should be eating that food (laughs) or in that 
environment anyways so please 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 keep your wrists down don't expose yourself unnecessarily it truly truly is not worth it let's not take this lightly i don't care how they're trying to politicize this wear your mask social distance and stay home if and when you can we're blessed with technology so let's do this so that we can get through it because truly wearing a mask is not about you although it does it does lower your risk but it's about the, another person because if you happen to have covid which since it's hard to get tested who knows that protects the people around you from getting sick so wearing them the people who don't wear a mask it's like well so you don't have respect for me as a human being you're not gonna protect me from yourself it's not even just about you it's one person doing the wrong thing can endanger the 10 people who are doing the right thing so please don't be that person please do right by yourself and by your fellow americans it might be a little inconvenient but i mean you know just take some deep breaths and make sure you use some listerine and mouthwash before you put that mask on that's all i gotta say because you will you you know you gonna you gonna you're breathing in your air so you'll you'll smell it <laughs> but just trying to let make light of it where i can because this is a heavy situation as we all know but we're going to get through this we're going to make it through and it's going to be because we are going to buckle down and do what we have to do but please send your prayers out to all those affected by coronavirus directly or indirectly um and i pray once again that you're not one of them now moving on there's two things that president trump did that made the news recently in the past week um the first of which is the trump administration tried to so basically there's federal law that says that international students that are here on a visa that most of their classes have to be in person now on march 13th due to the coronavirus the trump administration uh did a new rule that superseded that that said basically that you know you didn't have to be in person at school as long as you were enrolled um and were planning on coming back if your school closed or whatever then you would your visa would still be intact so randomly on july 6th i guess they realized oh we can get people out of the country um but when they announced this rule change which would have sent uh, a couple thousand students home back home to their uh home countries because a lot of colleges are going fully online um so those students aren't taking physical classes but they are still enrolled in school so their student visa should still stand um and as a result of the trump administration trying to attack this 20 plus states university and silicon valley because you know they get a lot of their uh talent from the international students straight out of uh college they expressed opposition and even lawsuits the first to uh sue over this was harvard and mit uh basically this would have cost the universities millions in lost revenue, okay? Because those international students, they, you know, they'd be paying full tuition. And obviously it would have caused US companies to lose skilled labor and us as America to lose our spice, some of our spiciness and extra cultural uh, capital. Yes, our cultural capital. <laughs> oh, Lord knows we need more of that in America. <laughs> So um, they were going to go to litigation over it, but the judge announced that the Trump administration agreed to pull back on that. Don't know why they chose to go forward on it in the first place, but they basically rescinded it back as quickly as they put it out, given the um, 
blowback. And just to give you a few statistics, each year, 1 million international students contribute $41 billion to the American economy. And they create, or rather fill, 458,000 jobs. So again, this truly, in addition to cultural capital, like they help our economy. And Donald Trump has used the coronavirus pandemic as a way to he stopped processing green cards. He's denied all asylum seekers at the southern border. And he's banned thousands of foreigners from obtaining work visas. So we're basically not getting a lot of movement in our country as far as immigration. Obviously, the whole world is shut down um, for the most part. And I know I don't think we're really allowed to go anywhere. Nobody wants us since we're the main hotspot. Um, and so to send those students back home to their countries so they could possibly infect their families, given that we're the place not to be right now, it's just, it's unnecessary. And as most of the things that seem to happen, it just seems so unnecessary. But thankfully that was defeated by, um, again, political power, use your voice. They have to listen. And another thing that made news is that Trump commuted Roger Stone's sentence. He was initially sentenced to 40 months in prison and a $20,000 fine in addition to time on parole. He was found guilty of seven charges, including lying to Congress. And the judge concluded that he lied to Congress in order to cover up for Trump. He also threatened a witness with death um, if that witness didn't lie to Congress in accordance with what he did. And as usual with Trump, it comes back to Russia. All of this is about um, Roger Stone denying that he was the point of contact between uh, the Russian company WikiLeaks and the Trump administration in coordinating that dump of Hillary Clinton's emails, which he was. So again, he was he requested a trial by jury. He got that and he was found guilty of seven counts um but was rewarded because he stayed loyal to trump and so trump commuted his sentence now i was initially wondering why didn't he pardon him like this is your boy who literally lied for you and if you're gonna do an abuse of power which this is clearly one why wouldn't you just go ahead and pardon him but um they said that a commutation would have well excuse me a pardon would have absolved Roger Stone of any wrongdoing, but by commuting him, it only lifted his punishment. So it's like, again, well, why wouldn't you want to absolve him of all wrongdoing rather than just uh, lifting his punishment? And some people think that the reason is that someone who gets a pardon can no longer invoke the Fifth Amendment as justification for refusing to testify in court. Now, if Roger Stone was called into some other case, he'd be required to tell all the information he had legally, although we know he probably still lie. Um... But if the law is understood correctly, then a commutation limits that. Because the conviction still stands, there's a possibility of the person putting themselves in further jeopardy. Thus, their Fifth Amendment right stands. So basically, by him commutating his sentence, Roger Stone can still plead the Fifth Amendment <laughs> because he's most definitely going to be tried in state court and he'll probably be charged by the the next justice department so had he pardoned him he he being roger stone would legally not have been able to 
plead the fifth basically and he would have had to tell everything he knew and that's not a good thing for trump obviously <laughs> so he didn't do that so actually smart maneuvering on trump's part gotta give him credit there <sighs> moving on to brianna taylor's case unfortunately I don't really have much to tell you about the case because they're not doing anything. The attorney general, who just happens to be a black man, which just, again, is, well, he's a black man who's not doing anything, who refused to charge these officers. And he's been charging protesters with felonies. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's insane. So I just want that to, you know, push into your mind that this man is black. I think he's a Republican given that it's louisville kentucky but he's black so this is why we are fighting with this black lives matter movement for institutional racism to be eradicated because individuals including people of color and black people they can also enable the system we see george floyd's murderers included two people of color i think maybe even three people of color i can't tell with the one guy so you know, it's about the institutions, the systemic nature of racism in this country that needs to be solved and that we have an opportunity to solve now. So anybody who wants to make it about the, the individual, oh, all cops aren't bad, or oh, look, this black guy, he thinks this, or this black woman says that, mm -mm -mm -mm. institutionally, us as a country is racist. And that's what we're trying to fight. That's why we want to defund the police and get that money used in other more sustainable areas that can actually help our communities and uplift them. <sighs> but moving on, the Louisville mayor is actually being investigated by the Louisville Metro City Council over his handling of Breonna Taylor's case and the subsequent protest. The council said they are investigating the action and inaction of the Fisher administration because they do not feel like maybe he, you know, behaved appropriately, which is kind of obvious given that one officer has been fired, but four officers were involved. They do a law naming, calling it Brianna's law to ban no knock warrants, but then they're not going to charge the officers who did the no knock warrants and the officers who did the warrants say no we did knock even though they didn't and if you've seen the police report it says that there were no injuries no injuries on this woman who had eight bullet holes in her body it, it again it's about the institution and so i'm glad that they're investigating this mayor as head of the institution of the city to see how they've again engaged in this racist behavior so they're going to look into the murder of david mickety uh who was killed by police while he was protesting the treatment of protesters i.e using tear gas on peaceful protesters destroying their water their tents different things of that sort spraying uh spraying stuff directly into their face firing bullets at point blank range all that they're going to look into and the city council actually has the right to fire the mayor and they have full control of the funding for the police department so look at your city council make sure you're voting for the right people make sure you're emailing them because in situations with police departments and police brutalities and issues with people in power not acting right they're the ones you want to talk to so i am going to provide a link so that you can call and email the louisville uh attorney general the mayor and the city council itself to demand justice for brianna taylor it's been four months since she's been murdered and nothing's happened so it's time we change that oh, god bless her and her mother 
now moving on to the colorful comment of the episode i can't even go in too deep i think i'm gonna do a whole episode about this because it's just it begs to be appreciated and that is alexander hamilton we are waiting in the wings for you yes yes if you have not seen hamilton pay that 6.99 for disney plus and go watch it now beyonce's black is king project comes out july 31st so if you go ahead and pay that 6.99 it'll cover seeing hamilton and any other disney movies that you like or nostalgic for and beyonce's project come july 31st so as far as i'm concerned it's definitely worth seven dollars um you know that's just me <laughs> but i think you'll agree in fact i know you'll agree hamilton i have been listening to that soundtrack for the past three years that is my wash day soundtrack because it's two and a half hours and that's pretty much how long it takes to wash and style my hair uh and then some probably i'm sure my black sisters can't relate and so to see it to see the visual of it i wasn't sure if it was gonna kind of distract from the words because the meaning of the songs are so deep and so beautiful and the way he crafts it together and he meaning Lin-Manuel Miranda the one who wrote executive produced directed and starred in the play is just it's it's a privilege to behold. It honestly is a privilege to behold whether you're listening but let alone watching. So it was filmed uh over three days in June 2016 so four years ago with the original cast and what makes it special with the original cast is that they were there they were in the room where it happens <laughs> you'll get that if you listen to the, <laughs> the soundtrack um when it was all beginning when Hamilton everybody said that was crazy when they weren't really making any money when they weren't on Broadway they were the ones that were there watching it take shape and who believed in the project enough to stay true to it and be loyal and and even risk other job opportunities to participate in the play so it's it's just amazing to see their chemistry and to see their talent and it really the play is one of revolution and that's what we're in now this isn't just a civil rights movement this is a civil rights revolution and so to hear that language expressed through the music of revolution which is rap and hip-hop is just it's oh it's everything i needed and i think it's everything you need as well so i ah oh, i implore you <laughs> to listen to hamilton and then please email me tweet me instagram me pinterest me and tell me what you think about it because that's the only thing about quarantine. I'm like, I need to talk to someone about this. It's amazing. So hopefully I can talk to you all, my colorful community. I love you. Mwah. Thank you for joining this episode. And I'll be back two weeks from now. As always, stay colorful.